This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. I want to submit something to you this morning. We, we, we sing, let your kingdom come. Or we pray, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I just want you for a moment, so we're asking that as it is in heaven, that it, there will be an expression of as it is in heaven, that it would be on earth, and I hope that when we sing it this morning, or when we pray it this morning, that we, we don't mean that it should happen sometime in the future, but we're actually asking God, God, that which you as it is in heaven at the moment, may something of what is happening in heaven and the atmosphere of heaven, may it in some shape or measure manifest here in our midst, right? Is that your desire? Is that your expectation? Now I want you just for a moment to, in your mind's eye or in your imagination, what is heaven like? Because we are praying, let it, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. So, in your mind's eye, or in your desire, what is heaven like? Because we want it to come, but how would we recognize it if it does come? How would we recognize it if it's here or if it's not here? Just, just take a moment, and what's heaven like? In your mind's eye, is, it, is heaven a quiet place for you? Is, is, is heaven like rolling grassy hills? What's heaven like? I want to submit something to you. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 says the following. It speaks about that in this new covenant we have not come to a smoking mountain. It says, But rather you have come to Mount Zion, even to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to countless multitudes of angels in festal gathering. So, would would, would you agree with me that According to the Bible, not according to our imagination, not according to some vain imagination, but according to the Bible that in the heavenlies, in the heavenly Jerusalem, there are multitudes and multitudes of angels. And these angels are in what mood? In awestruck silence? No, not according to the Bible, maybe according to our preference, what we would like heaven to be like, but not according to the word of God. According to the word of God, apparently multitudes and thousands upon thousands, you can go to the book of Revelation again, and you can go and read there because it, it does give us some form of picture of what heaven is like. Maybe some of you would like heaven to be quiet. You're going to be happy for half an hour, according to the Bible. 
there's going to be an half an hour of silence. And then all of heaven is going to break loose. According to the Bible. Not according to preference, but according to the Bible. It says, around the throne are angels and living creatures, and day and night they do not cease. They, they fly around, they worship God. That's what they do. They cry. They do not whisper. It says they cry. They cry. Holy, holy, holy. He's the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And whenever they do this, there's these, there's these elders, these 24 heavenly elders. And what their response is, is they take their crowns that they've been crowned with and they cast it. It's not like, it's like softly, okay, stoically. No, they cast their, their crowns. And, and what do they do? They prostrate themselves. Heaven is active. Heaven is responsive. When the when the four living creatures, when they cry, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. The elders fall down. Then later on, the elders ask oh, so the scrolls. Who can open the scrolls? And, the, and, and, and John, the revelator, he starts weeping and says, there's no one. There's no one that can. And then an angel comes. And he says what? With a loud voice. Some of you are offended now that I'm screaming. The angel says with a loud voice. He says, don't weep. Don't weep. There is one, the lamb that was slain. He is worthy. What happens? The people start, the elders start singing a new song. There's a new song that erupts in heaven. What do you think is the atmosphere of heaven? What do you think is the mood of heaven? At the moment. What do you think? It's rejoicing. Rejoicing. Huge. Festive. Rejoicing. Lord let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. On earth. As it is. In heaven. Do I think that God sometimes quiets us? Yes. If God, if it says that God quiets us with, <laughs> what does it mean that we were noisy, right? It seems like we want to do God's work and we expect God to do our work. What the atmosphere of heaven, I want to submit to you scripturally, not charismatically, not Pentecostally, not preferentially, not protestantly, not catholically, but scripturally. I want to encourage you to go and look in the Bible. What does heaven look like? What is the atmosphere of heaven? The scripture.
described in the word of God. And then I want to submit to you that our times of worship and prayer should reflect that. If we are serious about let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Scripturally. Our response, our response to songs, Jesus, you're mighty to save. There's no other name by which man can be saved. Who of you needs rescue this morning? And I'm not talking about salvation as not going to hell. I'm talking about who of you are in a tight spot and is really trusting God for a breakthrough. Okay. The song that we sang, It's your hope. That's not your petition. That's your victory song. That's your rejoicing by faith. The man in white standing that we spoke about, standing before you, Christ Jesus. He is your victory. He is your hope. He is your salvation. And that requires... From us, a response by faith. So how we respond is actually an expression of what we believe. How we respond to a song that says, there's only one name. Actually, we should jump up and rejoice. That is an appropriate response. That the one that we trust in has, a, has not only he has not only died, but he has uh, he rose from the dead. He ascended into the heavens from where he rules and he reigns. I want to submit to you this morning biblically that true worship. True worship is when we see God for who He is. I want to ask you, when you think about Jesus this morning, this is not part of my sermon. When you see Jesus this morning, what is He like? Are you still seeing a broken man on the cross? He's not. The cross is empty. The grave is not full. The grave has been denied. The grave is empty. The manger in Bethlehem is empty. But heaven is full with the glory of God. He ascended. That's who He is. This is the God That we worship. He is exalted around him, around his throne, his lightning and peals of thunder. There is a shining of the brightness of the glory of Jesus. He is above all principalities. Every principality that might threaten you this morning, every principality that might want to exert some kind of authority or power in this place is far below him. 
This is the God we worship. It's the same Jesus that when he walked the earth, that the, when, when John was the disciple whom Jesus loved, he laid with his, his head on Jesus' chest. But when, when he saw the exalted Christ, when he saw the one who was high and lifted up, the one restored to the, the fullness of his glory, when he saw him in the vision and revelation, what happened? He fell at his feet like a dead man. This, my beloved brothers and sisters, I want to submit to you, is the God that we worship. And therefore, when we truly say that I understand who I worship, our worship would resemble the worship that takes place in front of throne of God. It goes beyond your preference. It goes beyond your personality. It goes beyond what you think should and should not be. A response to revelation is enduring and everlasting worship and praise. For a moment. We don't really need music for it. Music helps us. But we don't really need the music. The music helps us. And beautiful, beautifully facilitates singing of new songs. But I wonder this morning. If we, if we for a moment. Can stand. close our eyes and biblically imagine the throne of God. And as you receive any revelation that you receive, just start worshiping and start praising Him and start lifting His high, His name and give Him a shout of praise. Because he is worthy. He is worthy to be praised and to be glorified forever. Thank you, Jesus. Let me help you. And after this, I look and behold the door standing open in the heaven. And the first voice which I heard addressing me like a war trumpet said, Come up here and I will show you what must take place in the future. At once I came under the Spirit's power and behold the throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there appeared like the crystalline brightness of jasper and the fiery sardius. And encircling the throne there was a halo that looked like a rainbow of emerald. Twenty-four other thrones surrounded the throne and seated on these thrones were twenty-four elders arrayed in white clothing with crowns and gold upon their heads. And out from the throne came flashes of lightnings and rumblings and peals of thunder. 
and in front of the throne seven blazing torches burned, which are the seven spirits of God. And in front of the throne there was also what looked like a transparent glassy sea, as if of crystal. And around the throne in the center and at each side of the throne were four living creatures who were full of eyes in the front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, The third living creature had the face of a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, individually having six wings, were full of eyes all over. And day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures offer glory and honor and thanksgiving to Him who sits on the throne, who lived forever and ever. The 24 elders fell prostrate before him who was sitting on the throne, and they worship him who lived forever and ever. And they throw down their crowns before him, crying out, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive the glory and the honor and the dominion, for you created all things, and by your will they were brought into being and were created. Just where you are, start giving Him glory. Just start giving Him thanks. Just cry thanksgiving and glory and praise to Him. Jesus. I want to declare to you this morning that your king is victorious. I want to declare to you this morning that your God is victorious. And you are more than an overcomer and more than victorious through him who loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He's worthy of your praise. He's worthy of your adoration. He's worthy. He's worthy. To be praised forever and a day. Jesus. Exalted. Lion of Judah. Lamb that was slain. Come this morning, lift your petition to Him. Lift the cry of your heart to Him. The desire of your heart, the cries of your heart. Lift it to Him. Lift it to the one who sits on the throne. Lift it to the one who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above what you can dream or imagine. Father, I pray this morning that we will not, that we will not gather in despair, but we will gather in victory, God. We will gather in victory, God, because you are victorious. 
the one who we look to. He's victorious, oh God. I pray, God, that the atmosphere of heaven will invade this place, oh God. That the victory, the victory atmosphere of heaven will rush into this place in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray that our celebrations, that our gatherings would be truly victory celebrations. Our King is alive and He is victorious. And He's coming. He's coming for you. He's coming for a glorious bride. Thank you, Jesus. That's my King. Thank you, Jesus. Said of David, when the Ark of the Covenant, when the presence of God was brought back into Jerusalem, David danced before the Ark to, to such an extent that his wife Michael was looking from the palace and say, "What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you? What are you doing? How can you humiliate yourself? How can you be so undignified?" And he said, "I'll be even more undignified than this." Afrikaners is plezierig, behalwe in die kerk. Our king deserves a praise that is beyond you. Our king is worthy of an offering that is beyond you. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.